0: Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page Today American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 165. Mother and his romantic encounters had always of necessity been both brief and relatively anonymous. He doubts that any of the cars is going fast enough actually to end his life. A battered yellow taxi draws up beside him, and grateful to be able to abandon this train of thought, Salim gets in. The back seat is patched with gray duct tape, the half-open plexiglass barrier is covered with notices warning him not to smoke, telling him how much to pay to the various airports. The recorded voice of somebody famous he has never heard of tells him to remember to wear his seatbelt. The Paramount Hotel, please, said Selim. The cab driver grunts and pulls away from the curb into the traffic. He is unshaven and he wears a thick, dust-colored sweater and black plastic sunglasses. The weather is gray and night is falling. Selim wonders if the man has a problem with his eyes. The wipers smear the street scene into grays and smudged lights. From nowhere, a truck pulls out in front of them, and the cab driver swears in Arabic by the beard of the prophet. Salim stares at the name on the dashboard, but he cannot make it out from here. How long have you been driving a cab, my friend? He asks the man in Arabic. Ten years, says the driver in the same language. Where are you from? Muscat, says Salim, in Oman. From Oman. I have been in Oman. It was a long time ago. Have you heard of the city of Ubar? asks the taxi driver. Indeed, I have, says Salim. The lost city of Towers. They found it in the desert five, ten years ago. I do not remember exactly. Were you with the expedition that excavated it? Something like that. It was a good city, says the taxi driver. On most nights, there would be three, maybe four thousand people camped there. Every traveler would rest at Ubar, and the music would play, and the wine would flow like water. And the water would flow as well, which was why the city existed. That is what I have heard, says Salim. And it perished what? A thousand years ago? Two thousand? And that's our page. So, on this page, we start getting hints about Salim's sexuality. At the very top of the page, it's noted that his romances are brief and mostly anonymous, and that's because Salim is gay. While Oman is insistent that they only punish homosexuality as a crime if there is a quote unquote public scandal, any act of homosexuality is punishable per the penal code by a jail sentence of up to three years. In addition to this, there are no anti-discrimination laws. Uh, recognition of same-sex couples or same-sex marriage, no adoption rights for same-sex couples, and there's also no access to IVF for lesbians or lesbian couples. A newspaper called The Week published an article in 2013 that claimed Oman was more tolerant of homosexuality than other states in the Persian Gulf, and in response to this, there were mass denouncements of the piece, and The Week was forced to issue a full front-page apology in the next day's issue. I tried to find the actual article online, but had very little luck, most likely because the headline, The Outsider, combined with The Week, brought up a number of results, and no further limitations were able to bring it to me. I tried Oman, I tried a number of other keywords, and I just wasn't able to get it. So if you've seen it, or have found it, or have some kind of database access that I'm not familiar with, please let me know. Regardless of the state of homosexuality in Oman, a taxi does finally stop for a Salim and he gets in. It's noted that someone famous has a recording reminding passengers to buckle up. And this is a reference to the time in the mid-to-late 90s when celebrities would make recordings and they would often remind passengers to either buckle up or take all their possessions with them when they left. Celebrities included Placido Domingo, Jackie Mason, Eartha Kitt, Joe Tory Dr. Ruth, Judd Hirsch, and... That's funny because he was on Taxi, get it? And even Joan Rivers. I'm not sure whose voices were in rotation as of 2000 or 2001 when this was written and published, but there is a great piece on Medium with a lot of good details. The New York Times noted in a 2003 article that the practice was discontinued after about 60% of writers stated that the recordings did nothing to help them buckle up or remember their things, for that matter. The cabbie curses in Arabic, supposedly by the beard of the prophet, which seems to be a common occurrence in fiction, but I could not find a whole lot of concrete evidence to suggest that this is actually common in real life. A user named Nick Nicholas on history.stackexchange.com was responsible for doing a lot of digging and saved me much of the trouble, so thank you. The driver states that he's been driving a cab for about 10 years, so 1990, although we're never going to an exact time in the novel, and when Salim mentions that he's from Muscat in Oman, the driver reflects on the area and mentions a city named Ubar. Ubar is also known by a number of other names, including Atlantis of the Sands. It was a city that was supposedly destroyed by God's wrath. Although, if you're in the Middle East, how would you differentiate between the various ones? The city, known as Ubar, Wubar, or Aram, was uncovered in 1992, thanks to reviews of old maps, as well as a number of satellite flybys. There's some theories that the city could also be the lost city known as Aram of the Pillars, Or the City of Tent Poles, or the City of Towers, or the Lost City of Towers, as mentioned on the page by Salim. Aram also shows up in various works of literature, but Neil may have first discovered it in the works of H.P. Lovecraft, who we've discussed previously. Lovecraft himself appears to have learned of Irem. Spelled slightly differently in his works, in the ninth edition of the Encyclopedia Britannica, Lovecraft's own note stated, The city of pillars, which, yet after the annihilation of its tenants, remains entire, so Arabs say, invisible to ordinary eyes, but occasionally and at rare intervals, revealed to some heaven favored traveler. The city was first mentioned in Lovecraft's story, The Nameless City, which was published in 1921. The driver. Of the cab reflects on the city and shares a lot of information that he would not be privy to unless, well, unless he had actually been there. As salim notes, it was buried in the sands anywhere from one to two thousand years before. What does it all mean? Well, tomorrow we'll get to it. Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com and on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash worldbeyondpodcast. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page. And remember, only the gods are real.